0: wild women. Welcome back to the Femme Podcast. It's Jack here and Rob. Hello, hello. Another week, another podcast. Today, I'm excited to dive into this episode. We're going straight for it, sharing our story of the unmillion dollar year. I also really love like every time we say the unmillion dollar
1: year, I'm like, oh my gosh, like the million dollar year. I don't know. It's a million dollar year, you
0: know, it's like... I'm I'm really digging the coining of the term, a million dollar year, actually.
1: Feels good, actually. This is a great, here we go. Let's hit them with a lesson right away or something to acknowledge because like claiming your failure, naming it, giving it a title, writing a story about it, like recording an entire podcast about a failure. I mean, it
0: feels good. It feels good. It feels like we're in our power. It feels so powerful.
1: Yeah, it does. And, you know, I'm thinking about what feels so good about it. And I think so many of us see our failures and we don't want to talk about them. We want to like sweep them under the rug and just forget about it and not talk about it, not share it on the internet, for sure not record a podcast about it. But what happens, the more we look at our failures and the more
0: we bring our failures to light is the more we extract the lesson. Definitely. And this week, we've been sharing on our Instagram the story of the unmillion dollar year, and what we both said is like, oh, there's so much more to the story. There's so much that you just can't put on paper that we want to like chat about the experience, the growth, the lessons. The like, I mean, I'm gonna go back and say the growth. Oh, the growth, the growth, and what? Oh, I- the growth. I'm like, oh, just <laughs> gotta say the growth again because I think this has been one thing as we started to share this story you know, and really claim it and really own it. There's been so many women that have reached out to us and said like, oh, I needed to hear this. I needed to hear what it's like on the other side to witness to women that just didn't go into striving, hustle mode, and then like, let's set the next goal. And like, always that like start again energy.
1: Yeah, I love this. And I mean, to me, it feels like we're writing this huge golden global permission slip that says set the crazy goal, Chase it like wildly, like aim for it, go for it, go get it. And honestly, even if you fail, you're gonna fucking survive. And more than survive, you're gonna thrive, right? So, okay, if you're new to the Femme podcast or the Femme world, I use examples a lot and analogies. And one of my favorite ones is the marathon because hello, we can all relate to running an extreme amount of distance, whether you've ever done it or not, but it's hard, right? It's a physical endurance training, something you have to like really commit to and work towards. And, you know, when I'm thinking about this combo that we're having right now, I'm like, can you imagine registering for a marathon and training, 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 and then you get to the day and you don't finish the marathon. Say you sprain your ankle or you just decide to go for a swim in the middle and you quit, whatever, I don't know. So you do something and you don't finish the marathon, but you've spent this six months or eight months or 12 months running, right? Following a training schedule, building your endurance, strengthening your muscles, changing your mindset about what what you're capable of, learning your body, spending time outside in nature, running up hills, through the woods. Like that six, eight, 12 months that you spend
0: training and aiming for your goal is never lost. But so often we think it is. So often we don't focus our energy there. So often we see and we focus our energy on that failure, on the thing that we didn't do, instead of focusing on our energy, on like all that we've done, all that we've learned, all that we've created, all that we've grown. Yeah. And I mean, in, in this marathon
1: example, the reframe, I mean, if we we're having these conversations with our friends, we'd be like, oh, yeah, I trained for a marathon once and like didn't fucking finish it. Nope, not a marathon runner didn't do it. And technically, no, you're not a marathon runner. You know, you never finished the race. But what if we changed the focus of the conversation to, oh, I signed up for a marathon once. And while well, I didn't complete the race, I spent eight months listening to this podcast. That was fucking amazing. I woke up early." I trained I tied my running shoes up every single day and I got out there and this is what I learned about my body and this is what I accomplished and you know I ran this many kilometers in the training alone like what if we saw the things that happened on the journey rather than focusing on the failure
0: itself now I'm like oh yeah every time someone tells me that they fail at something I just want to ask them I'm like I want to say, tell me the story. Tell me the story that led up to your failure because there's so much in that. Well, and
1: I'm thinking that a failure feels like a huge void, right? Failure feels like a big dark black hole, like the thing that you couldn't fill, the thing that you couldn't do, the thing you didn't get, the money you didn't make, the clients you didn't book, the relationship you couldn't withhold or whatever it is. And and we see the lack right? And all of a sudden, when we're looking back on the journey and seeing everything that we've done to get there, everything we tried, everything we created, everything we sold, everything we worked out and moved, all of a sudden, we're seeing the abundance.
0: Yeah, I'm actually finding this conversation so interesting that we're even using the word failure because I know you and bo- you and I both don't see 2020 as a failure at all. Even though we did not hit our million-dollar goal, the word failure... The energy of failure, like, actually never seeped in for us. Well, no, because I think something that we do a lot inside
1: the fem brand and with our work together and even with our clients is reframing the beliefs about words, right? And for us, I actually think what we've done is taken the word failure and, like, swapped it out in our vocabulary for lesson. Mm-hmm absolutely nothing, in my opinion, in this life is a failure. If you went for it and you tried and you applied positive energy to something you wanted to achieve and it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go or you expected it to go or the
0: way that you thought it would go, well, where's the failure in that? Yeah, exactly. As soon as you can extract the lesson from the failure, from the mistake, it literally is no longer a mistake or a failure. It's part of your journey. It's part of your growth. It's part of your expansion. Yeah. It's
1: like turning the wheel, choosing a different road. And maybe sometimes we don't even choose it. I mean, and how often would we actually choose failure, right? If we were given the choice at the beginning of 2020 to say, hey, listen, ladies, you can either hit this million dollar goal or you can miss it by $49,000. What would we have chosen in the beginning
0: to hit it obviously, Abby. but I'm so curious now in hindsight with what happened January 15th mm-hmm. and the new perspective that we got, what would you choose now? Well, now I would turn, I would choose the lesson. Mm-hmm.
1: Same. 100% because, and I, I think this, we wrote this in part of our copy when we are telling the story, which you can find on our Instagram feed, by the way, at for the wild femme on Insta, if you're not following along already, but this was the win for us. Right? The win for us was staying anchored into celebration every single step of the way, extracting the lesson, changing our focus, applying positive energy and continue
0: to believing in the thing that we knew was possible for us. Well, and I think the reason that we had both choose the lesson is it's also been such a huge lesson for our community, mm. for our clients, for the women who were watching. I mean, we received the most amount of messages this week from women mm-hmm. who were like, wow, seeing mm-hmm. you guys like walk with this failure, seeing you guys share this story, seeing like it all unravel has actually been the most powerful to witness. Yeah. I think
1: especially in the female entrepreneur world, women just don't talk about failures enough we don't talk about the lessons we've learned or the things we've been through we really only want to focus on the big shiny sparkly
0: successes man i feel like we're like just giving it a little teaser here i I feel like everyone listens like hey can you get to it what happened but wait what's
1: the story what
0: happened okay you tell the story because you're really great at this story so december 31st 2020 rolls around The end of what, you know, the timeline we had set for our million-dollar year. January 2020, we declared we desired a million-dollar year. And all year, as we tracked our money, as we tracked sales, cash coming in, it was with the end goal. There was a deadline for December 31st, 2020. To make a million dollars cash
1: by December 31st, 2020. Yeah, that was always the goal. That's always what we were trying to accomplish, obviously, as you do with any goal.
0: You set a timeline and then you're like, yeah, I'm going to like track and work my energy towards that timeline. So December 31st rolls around and we obviously didn't hit our goal. That's the quote unquote failure. This is the start of claiming the unmillion dollar year.
1: Yeah, so this is super interesting because I actually feel like we let go of the goal way before
0: December 31st anyways, Mm. right? We totally did because we started asking ourselves that question early on in December. Okay, what do we want this month to look like? What do we want to remember the holidays like? What do we want to remember crossing? Like if this is the year, the month that we hit our million dollar goal, how do we want to remember that? Do we want it to be in striving, hustling, forced energy? No. We both had this conversation with each other. And we're like, we want it to feel effortless. We want to be like in love with each other and our business mm. and our lives and our family. Yeah, we want it to feel fun, right? And I think this is bringing up
1: such an interesting question for me too. You know, what are we willing to sacrifice in order to hit that goal by the deadline? right? What are so many people willing to put on the line just so that they don't have to experience failure?
0: And as I hear you say that, I wonder, I wonder if we weren't here in Costa Rica, if we weren't in the jungle, if we're like, oh, we really want to create these memories with our family, what we would have chose? Would we have chose to like, yeah, go for it, like, you know, and and take some of those actions at the end of the month that didn't feel aligned for us? I mean, knowing us, I really don't think so. And knowing Queen Sacral, I'm like, "Uh
1: uh-uh, honey. Yeah. No. I don't think we would have. No, we wouldn't have. You know, I think that the other thing is once you get in the flow of feeling good in your life, once you know what your standards are, once you feel alignment and once you understand what it feels, feels like to make money to create to serve and to have impact that's in flow and that feels effortless and feminine and fucking pleasure filled you're not willing to go back to wounded masculine ways and well that's a hard line for me anyways I was like yeah we definitely wouldn't have yeah no for sure. No, no, thank you. No.
0: So we go through December, like we talked about, we let go of the goal because we decided we didn't want to be in the striving force hustle energy. We actually canceled our last two launches of the year because they weren't feeling in energetic alignment for us. And then December 31st came and we celebrated. We celebrated that we didn't hit a million dollars. We celebrated as if we had. We celebrated the same way as if we had.
1: We did. We celebrated every single moment and as I'm thinking back to that night and to that day even, I remember having so many like fly by convos with each other. We were like, "Imagine if that 50k just like drops in our bank account." You know, imagine if Someone pays in full. Imagine if we had so many links out. We had so many people inquiring about two-to-one immersion coaching. And there was the possibility the whole time. And we danced in it. You know, not once was our conversation, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't going to happen. Oh, boy, here we go. Let's prepare ourselves for disappointment, right? It was always, oh, my gosh, imagine if, oh, it could still happen. Oh, Because here's the thing. It takes one fucking second one second one person's decision one person's payment one person's yes one foot in front of the other and that action can happen in one second
0: yeah exactly and what would have happened if we would have closed our energy off if we were like yep not open anymore like doors closed not open to receive
1: Yeah. And how do we close our door, right? We close our door the moment we think, oh, this isn't going to happen for me. Oh, this isn't working. Oh, I didn't do it right. Oh, I failed. Oh, oh, oh. Right. And we enter that E or victim state of mind. And all of a sudden, we're no longer an energetic match for that which we desire. Yeah, because so often then it's like, I failed. I have to start all over again. Yeah, January 1st, 2021, and now I'm starting at zero, right? And we don't hold the energy of the growth of everything that we've learned, of all the money that we've made, of all the clients that we've served, of the community. We no longer see that, right? So the minute we close our energy off to the possibility of a miracle is the minute that we start aligning with lack. Right? And when we're aligned with lack, well, guess what? Abundant miracles don't happen when you're
0: aligned with lack. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to get to this next part of the story now because this is it. We stayed an energetic match for our desire. We stayed an energetic match for the million dollar year. We kept celebrating. We shared our story. We didn't seep into lack at all. We didn't look at what didn't work, what's not working. We're like, oh yeah, everything's working we are an energetic match for a million dollars, for a million dollar year. And then it was so, I mean, the timing of this just like blows my mind every time I talk about this, every time I think about this. So on January 15th, we are running this three-hour condensed course, Temptress of Time, all about your perception of time, reframing time, not seeing a timeline as your deadline. And as we're in the middle of our, course. As we're in the middle of teaching, a notification pops up on our computer and a woman who had asked me for a link before we started the course, she asked me for a link. I didn't have time to send it to her. And she sent this message and said, you know what? I found it myself. I'm in. I paid. And I had this knowing in this moment. I was like, wow, we're talking right now about how we perceive time, where we limit ourselves to time, where we see our timelines as deadlines and I knew in that moment, I was like, her payment right there would put us over a million dollar year. Would put us over a million dollar year if we looked back at the last 365 days. Yeah. So here's the thing.
1: So did we have a million dollar year? No. Did we make a million dollars in a year? Yes. Right? The thing is, the money came in from January 15th, 2020 to January 15th, 2021, right? Didn't come in from January 1st to December 31st at midnight. When you take the Walls, Away, When you start to reframe the way you're willing to look at your goals, when you really allow yourself to take the deadline out of it and to see things a little bit differently, all of a sudden you realize that the things that you want, the things that you're working towards, the manifestations that you're calling in, they get to be delivered in all of these different ways on the universe's time right? In moments that you would least expect it in ways you would least expect it. And I think in that moment for us, it was just this mind blowing awareness of like, holy fuck, we asked for a million dollar year, we aligned with it. You know, we kept moving towards it, we celebrated as if it had happened. And 15 days later, it showed up.
0: And we didn't waver. You know, we didn't waver during those 15 days we really stayed an energetic match. And the thing that I feel like I'm most blown by is that we were open to even seeing that. I know. I think so often, you know, if we would have been in the energy of like, and it's January 1st and we're starting from zero again, like let's start from scratch, we wouldn't have seen that. And I think this is why you and I both said earlier, we would choose the lesson knowing that we we saw, okay, the universe gets to deliver. Where do we stop the universe from delivering to us?
1: Well, Yan, yeah, because I think my biggest lesson that I learned from the Unmillion Dollar Year was, well, number one, trust, 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 trust. And number two, being willing to see things differently. You know, I've got a really great example of this. And surprisingly, but also not surprisingly, it relates back to the marathon. But I think we ask for things so often in life and when they don't come in the package that we expect it to come in, when it doesn't look the way that we expect it to look, we don't see it, right? We miss it. It flies by and we we think like, oh, why is the universe punishing me or I'm not good enough? And it's like, well, no, like you just, your eyes aren't open to seeing what's being delivered to you. So, okay, story. So I ran a marathon maybe five or six years ago and I set a goal time for myself I wanted to run it in under four hours. So I didn't train. I hardly trained at all. And like, I remember the night before I ran this marathon, I was literally Googling, like, can you die if you run a marathon without training? Because I was good old Google, good old Googs. And like first, like all of the searches that come up are like, yes, do not run a marathon without training. You can die. Man dies from running. And I was like, okay, so here are the facts and I'm going to choose to run it anyway. So I run the marathon, but here's the thing I took the time out of it. I said, you know what? I'm going to go run the race. And if it takes me eight hours to complete it, it doesn't matter. And all of a sudden, there was no pressure. There was no deadline. Like I could just go and walk the entire fucking marathon if I wanted to, because all of a sudden, my goal was to just complete it, just cross the finish line. So I run the marathon like pouring sideways rain I can feel like toenails coming off my toes like floating in my shoes my shoes were like full of water it was there were tears it it was nuts it was like the worst experience of my life but I did it and I crossed the finish line and I'm like oh my gosh that must have taken me like six hours to run so I look at the clock and I was like six minutes over my original goal time and I was mind blown, like, oh, my freaking gosh, like, I didn't train for this. And I only missed my my original goal time by six freaking minutes. So I'm like, okay, cool. I did it good for me, rah, rah, rah. could hardly walk down the street. <laughs> and I was, just got home. And then The next day, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna look this up. I just wanna like see my name on the screen, like anchor into the fact that I was like a finisher of the BMO Vancouver Marathon. And I look it up, and my chip time was six seconds under my original goal time. So I don't know if you guys know this, but when you run a marathon, they put a chip on you so that because like you're starting thousands of people back. So they blow this big horn. And by the time you actually cross the finish line, there's like tens of thousands of people that are going before you and whatever. So this thing actually tracks your time. And for some reason, when I went back to just look, to just see, to just anchor into the fact that I had had finished, I actually beat my goal time by six seconds.
0: Man, the power there of celebrating crossing the finish line. Mm-hmm. Going back to anchor in,
1: right? Wanting to see my name, not just throwing it all out the window and being like, oh, fuck that. You know, I didn't complete it. I never want to look at that again. I don't want to be a part of it. Like wiping my
0: hands clean and being like, oh, that's done. Bringing it into our unmillion dollar year, like we crossed the finish line. So when we said we canceled those last two launches, it wasn't like, let's throw in the towel. It's not going to happen anyways. It was... We're crossing the finish line, but in alignment. We're still tapping into the potentiality, the possibility. Like when we entered December, we were $220,000 away from a million dollar year. That was by far would have been our biggest month ever. And we didn't throw in the towel then. We're like, yeah, this is still possible. And because we were willing to cross that finish line in alignment, we had our biggest month we've ever had.
1: Yeah, you know, the biggest lesson here, the biggest lesson from the Unmillion Dollar Year and even looking back to, you know, the marathon and this example that's being woven in is how do you see your failures, right? Are you willing to see them as lessons? Are you willing to stay open to receive miracles, to be given exactly what you desire in a way that may not look the
0: way you wanted it to look I feel like that's a huge lesson there and then I feel like the other lesson that comes from this too is how do you look at your goals how do you you know track your success how do you look at time so it was really interesting when my husband and I were having this conversation he was like oh, so you're just trying to say like you had a million dollar year. And I'm like, no, let's make it clear. We did not hit our goal. Not what I'm saying at all. I'm like, but it's just cool to like think of this with our clients even like, you know, so often it's easy to be like, oh, I didn't have a six figure month. Well, maybe you had a six figure month, but not in the month of January. Maybe if you look January 15th to February 15th. And then it brought up an interesting question from him. And he was like, well, why don't you track it based on your fiscal year? And I was like, oh, that's cool. So then I started playing with our numbers from our fiscal year. And then all of a sudden it started to make like the numbers, the calculating, which we talk a lot about with our clients is like, you know, rooted in masculine energy. It made it looking at numbers and the money like really fun. I was like, oh yeah, we can look at it, tracking it by the year, the month, the day, the fiscal year, like let's just, like that to me is play with money. And this is where so many of our clients get caught up with setting goals based on money and based on monthly goals or yearly goals because they don't wanna feel that restriction. And for us, when we always, you know, anytime we teach about money, it's money equals pleasure equals love. So that means you have to have fun with your money. You have to have fun when you look at your money, when you're tracking money, when you're creating these money rituals.
1: Yeah. And the more in love you are with your life, the more you open the stream for money, pleasure, play, joy, laughter to come streaming in right? So we're still here in the beginning of 2021. You know, it's January, a lot of us are still getting clear around our goals, still setting visions and really crystallizing what we desire for 2021. And what we've learned more than anything in the last 12 months is that if we allow it, time
0: will become a restriction. It can be a restriction and then our goals feel restricting. What we really learned this year when we claimed our million dollar year when it was like wild, wild potentiality, like it was not a goal that we ever thought that we would hit, we learned how to align our energy with the big ass vision all year. We learned how to have fun with it. We learned how to play with it.
1: And to take the attachment of time out of the goal itself, right? So rather than aligning yourself to goals within a deadline or goals on a timeline, Try this out. Try setting a goal for yourself and constantly showing up for that goal, taking the next action that's going to get you closer and closer and closer to that big, wild, crazy goal and take your expectation of time away from it. Because here's the thing. When you take the expectation of time away from the goal, you actually allow the goal to happen way faster than you ever could have imagined.
0: This is one thing I love that we did all year long and that so many of our clients have been sharing that they do now as well. We asked ourselves time and time throughout the year, what would the million dollar business owner do? What would the wealthy woman choose right now? And so many of our clients have started to bring that into like their mm-hmm. practice too, to keep aligning with that big ass vision, but not attaching it to that time. Well, yeah,
1: because what happens when we attach our goals to time is that all of a sudden we're telling the universe, hey, I'm ready for this big thing, but it's got to happen on my time, right? And what we know about receiving and manifestation is that it's not attached to time, right? Things in the quantum realm are not attached to time. They're attached to energy. They're attached to energy. Exactly. So, If you continue to show up and align your energy, align your energy, align your energy, the moment you become an energetic match for that which you're desiring, it will show up in your world. So that could be in five minutes from now. That could be in three months from now, six months, eight months. It could be 15 days after
0: your deadline passed.
1: Could be 15 days after your deadline passed. But here's what so many people do, right? They say, I want to make this amount of money by the end of 2021. And they give themselves all this time to align with that goal. They give themselves all this space to get there. But what happens if you take time out of it and just continue to align yourself with your desired amount of money or with your desired clients or with your desired dream home. Well, it could show up in the next advertisement, could show up in the next email, it could show up in the next PayPal notification, it could be right there, right? So take time away from your goals, take time out of your vision and allow them to show up for you when they're ready, when you're ready,
0: Mm. So many lessons in the unmillion dollar year. So many lessons that we're taking with us. So many lessons I know our clients are taking with them. And now I hope so many lessons you guys get to take from this
1: so many lessons the unmillion dollar year what will your year hold if you allow it to right allow yourself to see things differently and to be surprised because if there's one thing we know there are surprises around every single corner if and when you're willing to see them All about that perception. All about that perception. Wild Women, thank you so much for joining us for the story of the Unmillion Dollar Year today. As always, we love having your company here with us. On the Fem Podcast, so thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you have any questions about anything you heard today, feel free to email Jack, Rob, or Team Fem at rise at forthewildfem We are always happy to hear from you. And if you're loving what you hear right here on the Fem Podcast, please follow, leave a review, and even share it on your Instagram and tag us at forthewildfem so that we can start to spread this joy and these stories and start to change the narrative. Narrative in the world of Women on the rise. And if you're looking for more of Jack and Rob, you can join us inside our community coaching project, the weekly. Every single week, we connect with humans from around the world to lead you in personal development, coaching, workshops, masterclasses, teachings, trainings, conversations every single week to expand and grow together. It's a choose what you pay offer, and every single month, we donate part of your contribution to an organization and charity that's helping to make positive, inclusive, and dynamic change in the world around us. So we would love to
0: see you inside the weekly. Until then, we'll see you next time. Love you.